0: let's get out to the sprint special guest line uh lease any phone and get an ipad or samsung tab a for 99.99 visit the sprint store nearest you he makes the magic happen at usa today he is cody taylor with us on the big show hi cody how
1: are you hey i'm doing good guys how are you guys
0: doing doing great got lots to get to uh with you we'll talk a lot of jazz basketball but first uh what'd you think of the all-star game in the new format
1: yeah, it was very exciting. Um, obviously, we saw as the game went on, it got more competitive there, and I think that was probably among the most exciting, entertaining All Star games that I've seen. Uh, especially when when you consider what was at stake, what the players were, were were kind of fighting for, and then you know the new format just certainly made everything a lot more interesting. And I think that moving forward, that's going to be something that the NBA looks at doing and, and continues to innovate and. and push the envelope a little bit as we've seen them do in the past. And I think a lot of people were kind of unsure about the new format, but I think that it lived up to all the expectations that uh, the NBA had.
2: So let me ask you this question from a jazz perspective. Were you uh, impressed by what Rudy Gobert did in that game, or did you just classify everything over here in the category of meaningless exhibition?
1: You know, I think if you're a jazz fan, you're – you're excited to see how, how he played. Um, And, and that's with, with any sport of, you know, of any player or any team that you want to see your guy or, you know, your player do particularly well. And so when you see him put up 21 and 11, um, although they lost, but they, they, he played well. And I think that if, if, you know, if you're watching him play and, and, and make plays as he did, then I think that just shows that Rudy Gobert is here um, whether or not the general NBA population wants to believe that, because he's a big, you know, he's a he's a big man, uh, he doesn't shoot, uh, he lives in the paint. But as Donovan Mitchell rightly defended him, he's here to stay, and he's among the best players in the league.
0: So with that in mind, and hey, it's a sunny, albeit cold day here in Salt Lake, all-star break, Rudy played well, Donovan played well, people are feeling pretty good. What is the potential in your mind of this Jazz team if everything comes together?
1: Yeah, I think that they should be definitely mentioned in that argument for for teams that, that have a chance to come out of the Western Conference. Obviously, coming into the season, both teams in L.A., through the praise and, and rightfully so given the moves that they made but when you look at some other teams outside of that mix Utah Jazz are definitely in there they're top 10 in, in defense and offense and we've seen in the past how defense can win championships and of course the Jazz have been among the best defensive teams in the league for, for quite some time now so that's not necessarily um, you know surprised by any stretch of the imagination but when you look forward though is it, it, is really when you want to kind of see what this Jazz team is made of obviously Bear, Donovan Mitchell are going to have to lead the way. But when when you look at some of the other guys on the roster and, and how they can step up and help and will Mike Conley, can he stay healthy? Um, you know, he started playing there toward uh, before the all-star break. But, um, and then of course the, the, the pickup of Jordan Clarkson was, was, excellent in my opinion. He's played very well. So when you look at all those things and you just kind of wonder how they come together, but as of right, this second, before the second half of the uh, season, Gets underway tomorrow night. You, if you're a jazz fan, you got to be happy with where where the team stands at this moment.
2: So let me ask you about you used the word leadership of those two star players. I wrote about that, and I'm curious to get your opinion as to how important that is. Obviously, it's a team game. Other guys mm-hmm. got to contribute the, 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 the supporting cast that you were talking about that the Jazz have. But strictly Rudy Gilbert and Donovan Mitchell, man, they have to be stars for this team, don't they? And I mean stars with a capital
1: S. Absolutely, and that's, that's what you pay these guys to do. Uh, that's what you want them to do. They're, they're all-stars. Um, for the rest of the guys, they need to lead them in the right direction. And by all accounts, they've they've handled that well to this point. But the second half of the season, that's going to ramp up even more, especially toward uh, playoff time. And, and when you start talking about uh, seating and positioning, and, of course, the, the Jazz have played very well at home this season, and that will be monumental. That will be very important for them to try to get um, you know, at least the first round in the playoffs at, at home. And so when you start looking at those guys, and I mean, when you look at teams that have won in the past and have played at the highest level, it starts at the top and it works all the way down. When you, you know, when you consider what LeBron's done in the past or even to a point, uh, the, the Warriors in the past with, with some of their top players. And when everyone's on the right on the right page, things typically go very well. And we've seen the other side of that coin where... You know your "quote unquote" star is not necessarily living up to those expectations, and there's tension in the locker room, and there's other things going on, and so all of that noise has to be canceled out, and it starts at the top.
0: Cody Taylor is with us from USA Today. Cody, who's your favorite in the West right now?
1: I think it's it's probably going to be the Lakers uh, for me at this point. When you consider that they're one of three teams, top five in defense and offense. Um, you know, there are some questions there. Who else can step up outside of LeBron and AD? But as of this moment, I would have to say the Lakers. I believe there's still a few questions that I have with the Clippers considering Paul George's health. But we've seen Kawhi Leonard just turn it up in the playoffs in the past, especially last season leading the Raptors to the championship. But, um, you know, as of this moment, the Lakers are. But we've seen in the past how anything can happen throughout time. And if a team gets hot and starts playing well, you know, upsets can happen. And so while I still believe that the Lakers are, are right there, there's, there's still other teams that, that, you know, the top four or five or so going down to the Jazz and, and Rockets, I believe, are still alive in that mix.
2: How do you feel about the East? Is it the Bucks and then everybody else? Or do you think some of those other teams might be able to duplicate what you, you're predicting might happen in the West?
1: Yeah, I think when you look at it, I think the Bucks are, are definitely up there and you know, I think I saw the odds uh here recently that it's about the top four teams or so, four four or five teams that, that really have a legit chance. Um, you know, the Raptors are there. Not a lot of people saw them being where they are right now, especially losing Kawhi Leonard. But they performed very well. But I like the six the Celtics, um, you know, if, if we were talking about another team outside of the Bucks They've played tremendous this year. Uh, they're another team that's that's doing very well defensively and offensively. They've they've established that they can play with among the best teams in the league. And then when you look at Jason Tatum kind of making that next leap in his career, he's played outstanding this season, of course, earning a, a, a place on the All-Star team. But, um, you know, outside the Bucks, I would have, that definitely have to say the Celtics. And when you have Brad Stevens as your head coach and that coaching staff uh, getting them getting his guys to play the way they are. I think they could be uh, a team to watch.
0: How do you think it's going to go with this small ball experiment in Houston?
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting because we've seen them play kind of well, uh, especially uh, Russell Westbrook. We've seen what he can do uh, throughout his career. Um, But it's going to be a gamble for sure. And, you know, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, has, has has taken chances in the past. He's he's proven that he's not scared to to mix it up a bit. And so when you get Clint Capella out of there and start going more small ball and, and doing the things that they do hoist up uh as many three pointers as they do then, you know, they're really going all in and, and really gonna try to challenge some of those bigger teams. Uh, you know, the Lakers are, are a big team, of course the Jazz are as well with Gilbert and some other guys, but um, it, it's going to be interesting to see because there's a lot weighing on this on this decision that they made. Considering that you know they've they've been in this position, you know, teetering on a, an appearance in the NBA Finals, um, and, and to kind of see if this can happen, they're really they're really going with this idea, and it, it was going to be interesting to see play out.
2: We think highly of Quinn Snyder around these parts, but which coach or coaches? are impressing you the most uh, as the season is unfolding?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, Quinn Snyder obviously is, is a guy um, that's at the top of the list. Um, the Thunder, Billy Donovan, what they've done uh, this season, considering they traded uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and, and no one expected him to be right in the thick of the playoff picture this season. Um, you know, Brad Stevens, I mentioned earlier, he's always been a guy that that really gets a lot out of his team. And then I think when you look at it, the, the Miami Heat, Eric Spolstra, has been a favorite of mine for years now. Um, of course, he has always been known to have the big three for, for those years. But when you look at what he's done since then, um, it's, you know, not necessarily this season considering they have Jimmy Butler, a couple of all-stars with, with Bam Adebayo, and some promising young rookies there. But I think he, he's got the the Heat playing uh, better than, than a lot of people anticipated. And it starts – starts with Butler and Adebayo and some of those other players and so I think those those handful of coaches are are probably if you had to kind of pinpoint the conversation for for coach of the year those guys would probably be up there of course um you know with the Lakers and uh, Frank Vogel he's no one was really sure what what to expect with Frank Vogel you know how would he mesh with LeBron and AD and some of those stars but he's he's certainly done his part as well
0: Cody Taylor of USA Today with us on the big show, 97.5 and 12.8 The Zone. And, Cody, I know who is not going to get coach of the year. That would be John Beeline, as uh, he will be <laughs> not, not return with the Cavaliers. It it went so wrong so fast. What
1: happened? Yeah, I, I just don't know that, you know, him being his age and, and where he has, he's at in his career, that, that was not, you know – the right decision even to begin with. And so when you look at a lot of these teams, they're, they're trying to go younger uh, and, and trying to get coaches that are more relatable with their players, their younger players. Of course, that just wasn't the case with Beeline. And, of course, when you had his, his mishap, um, you know, some time ago where he mistakenly called his players thugs and he really wanted to call them slugs because they were moving slow, or at least that's what he how he explained it. that that didn't go well in the locker room and of course their play since that point has not been great and you know there was a report today by the athletic that said that players in the locker rooms would would really try to play songs with "thug" and the lyric and and things of that nature so when you see things like that going on it was time for a change and of course where they go from here is is kind of still up in the air they're a very young team that that's desperately need some sort of direction but um you know the the decision to hire from, from day one maybe was a, a bit questionable and we're seeing sort of why that why that manifested the way it did now
2: which individual player do you think uh is playing at the highest level from what you've seen thus far this season which is a way of asking you who do you think the mvp should be
1: I think Giannis has a tremendous opportunity uh, to, to win back-to-back because just, you know, the, the Bucks could potentially win 70 games, an improvement on last season, of course. But um, just to kind of to, – to win back-to-back years MVP in the NBA is a very difficult thing. Of course, Steph Curry did it uh, some time ago. But when you look at just kind of what – how he's playing, he's improving his game, which – it sounds crazy to even say that, but, but Giannis is definitely improving his game uh, the more he plays. Um, and, and so I think he, he's probably going to be a, a frontrunner for the award. I think, you know, you'll probably throw LeBron in there. Uh, James Harden's definitely always a, a player that's going to be in, in the conversation as well as the former w- winner himself. And so, uh, you know, if, it, if you ask me at this point who it would come down to, it's probably Giannis or LeBron.
0: Well, Cody, thank you very much for a few minutes. We greatly appreciate it. Keep up the
1: good work. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much.
0: Here's Cody Taylor, USA Today, covering basketball.
2: You know, what he said about the Jazz, that seems to be a fairly common position that folks around the league who who cover the league are thinking about the Jazz. There might be some folks out there who are absolutely saying, oh, come on. It's it's definitely either the Lakers or the Clippers in the West. But I, I think the Jazz have impru- impressed enough people to think that they have a shot, at least, to do something special. Uh, I think before the season started, they were sort of seen as a dark horse uh, in a lot of camps. But... And then they got off to the slower start. But uh, I think they've they've turned that back around, Jake. I, I think folks now are, are really taking the Jazz uh, serious. I I think
0: so, too. And the way Mike Conley played in his last five games before yeah. missing a couple was really, really encouraging. Because I think the, the point still stands that for the Jazz to reach their potential, he's got to have it going. Yep. We heard Mannix, and I, I heard it on the promo Austin put together, we heard Mannix saying it last week. Mike Conley he has faith in it now we came from that side that just you know it's going to be fine but in order for the Jazz to do what he's talking about Conley's got to be going and I think there were some encouraging signs there in that last little stretch
2: I think that's job one going down the stretch other than winning games Mike Conley if if I'm Quinn Snyder that's my number one goal I want to see accomplished after winning
0: he's got to be going
2: and I'm willing to do whatever I need to to accomplish that. Now, I guess, is that contradictory? Because will doing that cost you wins?
0: Well, it depends on who's more important to the team, right? Well, I and mean... And how one affects the other. I mean, we've had that I argument this, a lot with I Joe did, Ingles. Well
2: I did the show with Hans yesterday, and Hans was asking questions. I don't want to put words in Hans' mouth, but he essentially was... I think implying that, 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 that he liked the starting lineup better with Joe Ingles in it. And I've heard others that And I think he argument. would continue to start, but I think that Mike Conley's a better point guard than Joe Ingles. But I want to keep Joe Ingles in that starting lineup, and I'm not sure you're in agreement with that move and have uh, Royce O'Neal coming off the bench. But Mike Conley at his peak would be a real boost to this team
0: see i th- i think what you get at gordon because i i agree with you more than i do hans
2: no disrespect and i, hans. I hope i'm representing uh, Hans's position on I, that he I've just heard, had a question about it.
0: And, and i've heard others make that argument and i think you absolutely you can make that argument 100 percent. i fall on the side of mike is a better point guard than joe and thus is more important to get going than joe no, Again, no offense to Joe, but I also think that uh, Royce O'Neal can guard the other team's best player, which is really important to me and I think would be a better fit in that starting lineup. Just my argument. So I, did, I actually disagree with both of you.
2: <laughs> good. I mean, that makes me feel better. But uh, goal number two is to play good perimeter defense. Right. I mean, that, that is... Which is where they, Royce comes in. So, But can they do that with Mike Conley as a starter? They have to. Uh, with major minutes.
0: Mike has to be a He's got to be a starter. He's too important. Yeah, I, I've heard the arguments of bringing him off the bench. I don't think that's fair to him, and I don't think that's the direction they go. I think it's the other two where the debate is, and if they feel Joe is more equipped in the starting lineup and that's the direction they go, then they're going to have to figure out a way for both of those players to touch the ball along with Donovan Mitchell, and I think that is a challenge. But then if that's how it's going to be, it's how it's going to be.
2: And as a part of that, Mike has to be healthy. Yep, I agree. We'll have
0: more straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.